Hello and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast where you are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett and the ever so wonderful, delightful, whimsical, um, very good at anything she puts her mind to, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager also at Holland and Barrett. Why are we called SEO SAS? Well, we are called SEO SAS because we like to think of ourselves as your special answering service when it comes to SEO. We love talking about SEO and that's why we spend our spare time hosting a podcast all about SEO. Yes, we're that nerdy folks. So yeah, each week we will pick an interesting topic, find out what's trending, talk about our own experiences, Yeah, basically anything that we think is going to be helpful, interesting to you as a person that wants to learn and get better at SEO, because we should always be learning. We should always be educating ourselves and together we can all get better at SEO. Hello, Hannah. Hello. I think, think that was the best intro ever. Also, thank you for the lovely compliments. I mean, whimsical hit me and I did not know where that came from. But yeah, lovely and really, really good job. Applause. Round of applause. Round. I have to say there has been a couple of times where you've said that's been your best one. So I feel that each time I need to sort of, I don't know, try and better it. So I don't know. I think, well, do you know what I really liked on that one? We spend our spare time talking about (laughs) SEO. I was like, shit, yeah, we do. (laughs) We're fully immersed, people. Yeah, I mean, mean, we talk about other things too, but yeah, SEO does come up. How would I'd say um, sixty percent SEO? No, it's not. (laughs) Probably. Well, I mean, we cover. We're we're very interesting people, aren't we, Hannah? We cover a very varied. I feel like I'm. um, I don't know. This is my dating profile again, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) we like to cover very many different topics. Hit us with it, and we're there. Um, <laughs> SEO in the dating profile. I'll write that one down. I'm sorry. I'm a bit. I'm feeling a bit weird today. Like I've not been having as much sleep as I usually get, and it's yeah. It's because um, so a couple of yeah. Um, I'm I'm home alone, and I'm so used to sleeping in a house with other people that when it's just me and Dolly, the dog. Um, I always feel that when I just talk about Dolly, people don't know that Dolly is a dog. So I always have to say that as a caveat. Um, but, you know, when you're just a bit alert and yes. you're just because you're on your own and you, you're just a bit more aware and think like, because I'm normally a really deep sleeper, but things are waking me up. And yeah, so I'm a bit, a bit sleep deprived, really. Oh, that's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Are you feeling better? Uh, yes, a little. Um I've, do you know when, you, when you're not very well and you feel like you can sleep at any point during the day? Like you could literally just go, go on your bed, curl up in a little ball and you'd pro- probably be asleep within sort of 20 seconds. I've yes. kind of got that feeling, but then when it comes to going to bed at night, I'm awake. Oh, little night owl. It's really annoying. Oh, well, um, I'm trying to think if I've got any sleep tactics for you. Well, it sounds like you um, use them too. So if anybody <laughs> well, has sleep tactics, please tweet yes. us. <laughs> Please tweet us your sleep tactics. 
Um, yeah, I mean, what are some of the things? Um, don't they say there's a sleepy tea that you can have? Yep, yep, I have those sometimes. Um, meditation. Mm. See, I can't stop thinking. Meditation doesn't work for me. Okay. Uh, don't look at screens. Apparently, that's one. Like, don't look at screens before you try and switch off and go to bed. I know, but how realistic is that? What are you doing <laughs> if you're not looking at any form of screen? Are you still on your Scrabble? You still doing Scrabble before you go to bed? <laughs> you know what? I haven't done Scrabble for ages, but I did get some really good scores recently, so I'm very pleased with myself. Well done. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. Every day is a winning day. Um, <laughs> um, what have we got in store for our delightful listeners this week, Hannah? What are we going to be chewing the fat on this week? <laughs> well, I think this one was planned. Um, I must have been annoyed about something because this is a bit of a ranty episode. You annoyed ranting? What, what is this? I'm joking. I am joking. Um, well, so today we're going to be talking about awful SEO advice. Not just bad SEO advice, awful SEO advice. Awful yeah. people. That's right. The stuff of nightmares. Yeah, so it's not the kind of thing people put out there on Twitter. They're not quite brave enough to publish this stuff usually, but they'll say it in meetings, on calls, and most annoyingly in front of people who think they know what they're talking about. So now, massive point here. It's pretty much guaranteed that no one knows anything. <laughs> Sorry. It's <pretty> much guaranteed. <laughs> do you want to do that line again? <laughs> yeah. Great selling our podcast, Hannah. Yeah. No one knows anything about SEO. <laughs> you just wing it and you'll be fine. Job done. I mean, let's just keep it in. Um, <laughs> I, what I meant to say was it's pretty much guaranteed that no one knows everything when it comes to SEO and we're really not trying to make people feel like imposters far from it what we're trying to do with this episode is raise myths and untruths about SEO for debate so healthy debate yes and we've both come up with some of the most awful SEO advice we've received and we're either going to agree or debate between us and you should do the same we don't know about we don't know everything about <laughs> SEO and neither do you <laughs> we don't know anything at all <laughs> It is the weekend, guys. Come on, give us a break. Also, already established, sleep deprived, slightly ill. Okay, <laughs> all of the caveats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yes, and as I was saying recently in another episode, it's not until you've tried something and seen it for yourself that you should take anything for gospel. And yeah, I. Oh yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> However, you should steer clear of some of the bloopers that we're going to share with you today. So it's going to be a very educational, we're learning together. And yes, like Hannah said, um, we're not making anyone feel like imposters or calling anyone out. It's just, we, yeah, it's just getting better and sort of debunking those myths, yeah. as it were. And you might disagree, which is absolutely fine. You're welcome to let us know. But um... bring it on. <laughs> This is just what this is just what we think, um, and some of the awful advice that we would ad, well say potentially to steer clear of. So, without further ado, first one I'd like to discuss is when people say only use one keyword. So I'm not saying you should cover two topics in one. So if you're going to do an article on how to rid dogs of fleas and the best places to eat in the Seychelles, obviously, I'm not saying. You need to cover two complete topics, two different types of keyword intent. Like, well, yeah, definitely not fleas and Seychelles, right? So Definitely. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were asking me. <laughs> no, thank you. 
um you should use semantically related keywords instead so instead of just focusing on one so let's use the how to rid dogs of fleas example you would not just focus on um fleas you'd also look at itching and bites and all these semantically related ones because if you just put fleas in every seven words it's going to look massively spammy um also by using semantically related ones you can target more than one keyword and um you don't miss out on ranking for related searches Yes, in addition to this point, um, it's a bad idea, bad, bad idea, having loads of pages that go in after very similar phrases. Um, this is very, this is a very old school technique that people used to do way back, way back when, but Google is much more sophisticated now. Um, so yeah, you need to, like you say, you need to be using semant- semantically related keywords and what th- people are searching for. So uh, what's always a good idea is before sort of deciding to write about a particular topic, you need to check that you've not already covered it on your website. Obviously, if you're a new website, this doesn't matter because um, you wouldn't have covered it before. But with, um, so Holland and Barrett, our um, blog is, we call it the Health Hub. And obviously, the Health Hub has loads of articles, like thousands, thousands and thousands. Um, So what I always do um, is always check what's already been covered. So I make sure there's no sort of, um, yeah, any overlap, or if I'm just going to end up competing, or if much better than me, like reinventing the wheel, take a topic that I was going to write about, but it's already been covered and just editing it sort of thing and improving what is there to make it work better. Yeah. So we're steering well clear of any cannibalization. Yes. That awful word that I'm not even going to try and say. (laughs) Um, And on the other spectrum, so um, not using any keywords at all, Hannah. I mean, what advice is that? It's just, I mean, it makes me grit my teeth. Um, yeah, so well, I've heard a couple of times where you don't need keywords, you just need to write from the heart. Um, and while this is lovely, unless you're unless you're writing for an established website, you should definitely use keywords. Um, they're keywords because people are searching for content related to them. Um, and it's more about having a balancing act. So yes, definitely you should be writing from the heart and you should be making the content engaging and you should be getting your user to like stay on and read and want to take in the information and making that as um, interesting as you can for that person. But at the same time, you need to be using keywords because Google needs to know what you're talking about. If you're too much writing from the heart, it's just not going to work because Google's going to be like, yeah, Google's not going to understand. I had a little snigger there because I was like, she's getting really passionate about this one and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I had my third coffee today. Yeah. Passion is there. <laughs> That's what you should call it. You should have a coffee brand and call it passion. Passion. Passion in a cup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one cup of passion a day. <laughs> um. Really short and sweet one. Well, it's not sweet. It's not sweet at all. Uh, You'll make it sweet. (laughs) My next point, um, and can you believe, somebody said, HF Lang doesn't really matter. So you cry? Well, I just thought, um, because every element is really important when it comes to international targeting. Obviously, there's not that much that, that makes it that much different to targeting in 
your sort of native language or wherever your website is already based but if you're going to start going international there's only a limited amount of things that you can actually do to make sure that google knows that you're targeting a different country so Hmm. in the in the case of hf lang it's a strong signal to help google know which page to serve to a language and country it also helps to prevent duplicate content issues so signals to google that you've not you've not just released duplicate content it's on another site for a reason especially if it's in the same language so if you're looking for the uk and australia or uk and um united states or canada it's basically just a complete duplicate unless you've specified that yes we're trying to target this language and um, you're using hreflang to say this is why it's a diff- diff- completely different URL, mm. why it's the same content on the, on a different, slightly different site on a subdomain or a subdirectory. But yeah, so I massively challenge that one. I think hreflang does matter. Yes, um, uh, yes, definitely, definitely. Do you reckon it's more of an issue for bigger websites or um, smaller websites as well? Um, definitely bigger because I think um, most people who've who've used hreflang will know that there's it's never usually straightforward. Um, oh, gosh, there's normally no. some errors with it, um, and yeah, most sites will have at least something going slightly wrong with hreflang, I believe. Um, so yeah, for, the bigger the site, the more more problems you've got. I think. Yes, very well put. Um, Hannah, how many times when you're talking about um, SEO have you heard someone say, now, all you need to focus on (laughs) is X? Yes. Um, I mean, that's great because, one, I love being told how to do my job. And (laughs) two, I love it when people make it sound like it's really easy and just ridiculously simple. I mean, um, like, forget the point that we said earlier about us not knowing anything about (laughs) joking. That was a disclaimer. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, what we're on about here is people who don't really know what they're doing, telling you what to focus on in front of people who take that person one, what they say as gospel, as that is very dangerous. Um, (laughs) It usually means that whether it works or not, you're going to have to focus on it. And that is very dangerous because you because then you only end up wasting precious time and resource and one thing that is always going to be a battle in any company no matter what size is resource and time isn't it yeah Um, because it's only a finite amount sorry I was just going to yeah no go if you think about like in an agency for example and you're in with a client meeting and um somebody superior to you says Oh, okay, no, fair enough. You've not got much money. What we'll do then is we'll we'll just do this one area of SEO because that, yeah, that's that's all you need to focus on really. And you're just like, ah, because you yeah. know that unless you've done like the technicals sound, it's not even going to work and could be no indexed, but they're still doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean it really just focusing on on where one area just takes like SEO should be a strategy. And focus on one area doesn't really sing to that, does it really? Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So. Same internally, isn't it? You can have somebody who, again, is potentially higher up and they could say, oh, actually, this is this is the most important part. And you're just like, please don't say that because <laughs> now everyone definitely wants me to do it. And I've got five things that are more important to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, would you, I mean, you could, there is the counter argument that unless this is coming from an expert, and when I say the word expert, not someone who got their site to rank in an uncompetitive market 15 years ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just saying like, don't, don't listen to it. And it sort of goes to the early point of not taking anything as gospel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, three, three things, three king, blah, 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 blah. three key things is audit, prioritize plan and actually I can't count because there's four things and work out what all you need to focus on is for yourself yeah and yeah don't take yeah don't take it from other people if yeah basically unless you fully trust what they're saying and like you say they're completely up to date with everything going on which is very hard to be fully up to date I mean (laughs) yes um but that leads me quite nicely onto the next one so um more advice is anything from 10 years ago just don't. <laughs> so Google moves really fast. It changes. SEO is definitely not a sit still thing. Things that are. Planting potatoes. This doesn't really change. <laughs> when was the last time you, pl- sorry, when was the last time you planted a potato? Uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any new methods for making them grow faster. It's just. I just yeah. I've never planted a potato. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, some more examples putting your washing out there's not really any methods of changing that particularly cleaning the bathroom it's probably always going to be the same washing a car walking you get the picture it, I mean I've got some ones to add of obviously fangirling uh, fan over randic conferences never going to change being jealous of your hair Hannah I mean I could shave it off one day but other than that yeah Please don't. Um, both being addicted to coffee. Yeah, never ever going to change. <laughs> exactly. But, but the point is, SEO does all the time. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, this is another one. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think people mean well with this one. But yeah, it's just a bit dangerous. Um, if you create great content, you don't need to do anything else. <laughs> Yes. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if all you had to do is create wonderful content and just put it on your website and people link to it? I mean, my job wouldn't be necessary. It would just be you at work. (laughs) I do create beautiful content, people. Uh, so unless you're a celebrity or have an established website you are going to need to do some level of PR outreach or just sharing yourself for links back to it so yes like creating great content is important but you can't just create great content just sit it there on your website and think oh it's great people will come across it people no that is not how it works you have to play the game people um (laughs) unless it really is shit hot and something that's really out there and it trends and it organically gets picked up and get organically get shared nine times out of ten you have to do a bit of work and there's always the 50 50 percent so um, as much time and effort that goes into creating content, you should be spending that same time pushing, promoting it and getting it out there. Yeah. And even if that's just putting it out there on your own site, so sticking it on the homepage or something like that, you can't just leave it where you've published it. And well, you can, it's just it's not going to work anywhere near as hard for you. Like you say, whether you do stuff externally, you link to it on your site, put it in an email, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 
Yes. That was, <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. No, I, I thought you were then going to go into your next one. Oh, I'll go into my next one. So my next one is just buy links. No. Yeah. So Google cannot be any clearer on this. So every time someone suggests to buy links, I almost want them to just do it and see what happens because a tiny part of me wants to report them to Google myself. Mm. Um, if it was just that easy, we'd create another monopoly and then never actually see the sites that are most relevant. So please don't do that. I mean, if we could all just pay to get to the top of Google, ads aside, but even then they need to be relevant to win usually, what kind of search landscape would we have? Horrific. Yeah? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, so definitely. Don't just ever set out a strategy to buy links. And if you do, part of me hopes it bites you in the ass. <laughs> I mean, that's a bit hard. <laughs> I mean it but yes Hannah is the um yeah the, the words uh no what's the saying I can't think I'm gonna move on I basically wanted to say that you're um like you're loving but in a um learning proactive don't do this because you're gonna get a bit in the ass I was just gonna say it's something love it's tough love. hard love tough love yes hannah you're very good at that tough love we all need it <laughs> um okay this is this is just as horrific as buying links and uh so obviously part and parcel of a website is pages come and go uh what do you do with these pages when they come and go oh just redirect them to the home page <laughs> oh no 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 like that is no please don't people please don't redirects are really useful if they're done with thought behind them that are specific redirecting everything to the home page isn't helpful to a user or to google or your or or your website it's just not it's just not helpful for anyone um and i mean this is the understanding that I have that if if you do that, so say you redirect it to a homepage, Google treats that as a soft 404 anyway. Um, so you kind of, there's no point in doing it because you're not, yeah, you're not sort of dealing with them or, um, so in it, yeah. So an example of that is, say for example, you do a, a content audit and you decide to get rid of some dead weight on 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 your blog basically and you redirect that to the home page how is that useful to that person they've come across that they've come they've come to your website to read an article about a specific topic mm. subject and if they just get onto your home page what is that for user experience they're just going to go elsewhere so you're much better um redirecting redirecting to a category page that that um blog was about and yeah. um, redirecting to a um like say for example you got rid of the blog because it was um very similar to another one redirect that because yeah that's useful for the user just think anything but the home page don't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and I actually came across a wordpress plugin that did exactly this wow and I saw it and I was like that's not a thing and it is and it yeah oh it makes me sad. It really does make me sad. Um, I mean, what would you say about if it's no longer relevant, taking into consideration like backlinks and traffic and the revenue of the page, it's it, nine times out of 10, it's better to foreten it, isn't it? And tell Google that it's no longer there, would you say? Or? Yeah, if there's, if there's nowhere relevant to redirect it to, just delete it. 
Yes. So here's a here's a caveat then. If there's nowhere relevant to link it to, but it has a shit ton of links and um drives a lot of traffic, is that just something that you're just gonna have to deal with or I just wouldn't delete it, I'd change it. I'd I'd make it relevant, make it updated. Make it yeah. 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 Because yeah. just yeah, it's just the that's the aim of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, I think some people may well have heard this one. Uh, I can get you ranked number one for any keyword in a week. Um, I mean, even a month is a stretch. Yeah. Or... I mean, any keyword. That's just not, I mean, I'm not going to swear right now, but no. Uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And anything that is that quick and says we'll get you results, something's probably wrong there. Um, and if it does you got to question how they've done that um because mm. seo is usually about the longer game the, the longer wins setting up found strong foundations that are going to last rather than just do something quirky or, or potentially black hat to get you to the top of google so yeah just um if anybody records says that they can do that kind of thing unless it's um i don't know mypetgoldfish.com and they're saying they're going to rank you for mypetgoldfish.com um, <laughs> just yeah just just really think hard on that one yes definitely definitely i mean ugh, yeah i get those emails all the time that and, and and stuff like that like we can get you ranked for any keyword with it and it's like yeah because you're probably going to do something really shady and it's just going to end up hurting me in the long run even if i get away with it at first um and i see i see some results from it google was intelligent and like it might take an algorithm update but like nine times out of ten it is going to end up biting you in the ass again isn't it <laughs> yes it would yeah i feel like a bit of sass has come out in us today this is like a passionate episode i believe Yes, definitely. Okay, so how do you feel about the advice of no indexing category pages? I mean, why would you do that? <laughs> so I've heard it a couple of times. So similar to no indexing tags. So obviously, I understand no indexing tags because um, if, because so just to explain myself here, um, so if you have a blog and um, you have some functionality with tags or you're just tagging um, blogs anyway and you've got lo lots of different types of tags and you've got very similar keywords and stuff, um, one, you don't really want those coming up in search engine result pages because they're not very useful to the user. Uh, and two, it could be sort of duplicate content issue because because there's so many different variants you're going to end up with very similar pages all the time so I think the advice of no indexing new category pages maybe may come off that whereas category pages are very different um because you you want category pages to, if 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 someone comes across a category page in the search engine result, that's going to be very helpful because rather than just coming across like one specific blog, which is again, very useful and has its place. But if someone comes across a category, they can see all the different wonderful content that you've put together. And also, um, so this is a very sweeping statement here, um, <laughs> but but blogs will, um, so category pages are probably going to be going after sort of more generic 
um, broader keywords and terms. And the more generic a term is, the more likelihood of more searches anyway. Uh, So with category pages, you can go after um, keywords that have higher search volumes and stuff as well. So, I mean, would you agree with me on this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love how we always say that we're going to debate, but we just always end up uh, agreeing with each other. And it just means that we're on the same page, Hannah. Yes, which is helpful, isn't it? Especially because we work for the same company now as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that would be very awkward. And I'd be like, Hannah, actually, I don't know what you're on about with HREF long tags. They really don't matter. And then you do it in Um, front of other people and then they'd expect me to just drop it completely. And I can come up with so many reasons why you can get away with back, like buying backlinks, and you know, <laughs> just got to live on the edge. No, I'm I mean, joking. you can try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like it's been a while since we've done a tenuous link feature. Oh, are you ready? I am. Okay, I may have given the we- given the game away uh, because I posted an Instagram which you reacted to. So I don't know if that gives you any hints, but because we are talking about bad advice, yes, yeah. this week I have found um, some weird and wonderful agony aunt letters, so people wanting personal advice for personal life. (laughs) Do you like the tenuous link? Yes, loving it. (laughs) So I, it's basically a fill in the blank sort of game. So I have got a bit of the agony aunt letter, but I've left the the main bit out and you have to say, I've given, it's a multiple choice. So you have to tell me what the right um answer is so what did that person want advice on is that as clear as mud semi yep i think (laughs) i think i'm good so i've got to tell you what the person wanted advice on as in like was it their sex life was it their work yeah okay yeah so it would be like i will say the i'll say the agony aunt letter and i'll be like dot 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 and then give you three options and you've got to tell me what the right one was so oh, what they perfect. that's easier yeah 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 okay last night and can I just say these aren't mine these aren't my experiences <laughs> these are from other people just putting that out there okay I believe okay you. last night I was naked and playing poker with my wife a poker chip fell into her vagina fill in the blank Are there any chances of pregnancy? Can a poker chip do damage to my wife's vagina? What's the best way to retrieve the chip? What are you saying? Um, I mean, I love the silence. (laughs) So, what, what, um, no, I'm lost. What have I got to do? (laughs) I've got to guess. What have I got to guess? What are my choices? Those were the choices. So the beginning of the agony oh, aunt letter blank. is okay. The, the beginning of oh, I mean, don't you love it when something goes to plan? So the beginning <laughs> of the agony aunt letter is: Last night I was naked and playing poker with my wife. A poker chip fell into her vagina. Dot dot dot. So what's the missing part of the letter? Oh. Did he ask 
Are there any chances of pregnancy? Yes, that one. Did I saw you- it on your Instagram earlier. It's definitely that one. <laughs> See, this is when I gave it away. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, that was that was a test. That was a nice <laughs> little warm up. <laughs> I think that's fair. Okay. Okay. Second one. I just dropped my pen. I am a 63-year-old married man. Are there any medicines to sexually excite a woman? And so, what is the missing rest of the letter? Did he A, say, my wife has recently lost interest in sex and we used to be fairly sexually active? B, my wife's boss, who was the same age, was asking advice about how to reignite passion into the bedroom or C, I have a 50-year-old neighbour who could benefit from it as she's lost her desire to have sex. I think it was the neighbour. Yes, you are right. Excellent. That's probably what someone would say if really it was for them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. I really like this girl at work, but I'm not sure how to broach the subject. She always seems interested when I talk to her, but I've heard she has a boyfriend. Should I fill in the blank? Send her a picture of my penis. <laughs> Send her a nude of someone with a good body, but crop out my head. Be frank with her and say, I don't want to waste my energy and time talking to her if she is taken. The last one? No, it was penis. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a world we live in. What a world. What a world. Don't be sending nakeds to people unwarranted. Do not do that. Um, right, number four. I am 44, 43 years old. My wife believes that I am having an extramarital affair, but it's not true. Every day she fill in the blank inspects my naked body and penis for evidence to check if I am being unfaithful. Wow. B, applies nail polish on my penis to check if I'm being unfaithful. Or C, gets me to give her five reasons every day why I am not cheating and being unfaithful. The first one? No, it's the nail polish. Oh, my word. (laughs) Wow. Isn't this an eye-opener to the people that we have in the world? I mean, where did you find this stuff? <laughs> what were you doing? I mean, the source is the Daily Mail, and I'm not proud of it, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I don't even know if these are true. Half of these could be fake news. Okay. I am a 35-year-old man. My wife has a, has a strange habit of fill-in-the-blank urinating on her plants to help them grow (laughs) b using her own urine as a disinfectant around the house oh wow or is it c urinating in the tea she serves guests at home i want to say the first one no awfully c urinating in the tea she serves guests at home and i actually have the remainder of that um so the rest of the letter was though i was shocked at first i have started enjoying it too in fact i do the same when making tea for guests i've heard that drinking urine is not harmful 
is it safe to continue doing this? Oh, my word. That is exactly the kind of thing to ask Google and not anything to look. <laughs> or just don't do. Like, do you know what I mean? Wow. I mean, why are you putting poor people through this, drinking your own wee? Think about it, people. <laughs> and what do you do? Keep a bottle in the fridge? Or do you know, is it fresh? <laughs> yeah. Or do they, when they've made a brew, is they like, oh, I need to go for a wee bear with me for two seconds and then they run upstairs (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean you unfortunately you got only two out of five there i'm not too i'm not too sad about that i'm happy with that (laughs) (laughs) i'm happy to be naive happy to be be naive and think that there are wonderful people in the world and not weirdos that are weeing in people's tea exactly and putting nail polish on their husband's penis I mean wow yeah (laughs) I mean good feature though I can see why you were giggling about it the other day now and you were scared well I mean I don't know do you still stand by being scared (laughs) uh I don't know how I feel (laughs) that's that's how I like to make make people feel (laughs) often confused um but yes okay (laughs) right that does bring us to the end of this week's seo sas podcast um have you had have you had a delightful time hannah i have but i have to be honest i really need the loo (laughs) (laughs) right so we'll wrap it up quickly then um so guys if you want to get in touch with us uh we're on the we're on the tweets so we're on twitter um, the podcast is SEO underscore SAS. I am Sarah MCD UK and Hannah is SEO SAS Hannah. I feel the pressure. Um, <laughs> what else? We're both on LinkedIn. What's our email address, Hannah? Hello at SEO SAS podcast.com. <laughs> Very efficient. Um, yes. So please do get in touch if you just want to talk to us, <laughs> be a guest, all of that. And then the other thing is please do subscribe because um, if you sc- subscribe, you'll get notified of all the wonderful new episodes that come available for your wonderful ear holes. I need to stop saying that ear holes. It's a weird <laughs> thing and I need to stop. Um, we will let Hannah go and relieve herself. Don't be- go weeing in anyone's tea. <laughs> Just as a disclaimer, and yes, until next time, goodbye. Bye.